Greetings. My name is Kevin Benko. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. I am not yet a regular contributor to Hacker Public Radio. This is my second HPR podcast, my first one being, oh, sometime between three months and ten billion years ago. Today I'd like to discuss a brief and basic overview of IP tables. Uh, first, some uh, preliminary disclaimers. I'm assuming that you're using kernel version 2.6 point whatever. Um, this is probably applicable to kernel version 2.4 dot whatever, but I don't really know. Second, I will be trying to speak in English or bad English, and I'll try to avoid uber geek talk. And thirdly, this being a basic and brief overview is going to also be general and incomplete. IP tables being as Im- as big and important as it is, big being meaning simultaneously important and big meaning kind of complicated or it could get complicated, it's going to have to be basic and uh, somewhat incomplete. First, we need to uh, have a brief overview of what a packet is with respect to internet. Packet is a um, chunk of stuff sent over a network that contains a header portion and a data portion. Think of it as a box of data with a label on the outside. The label is the header. It tells where the box coming, f- where the box of data is coming from, where is it going, and some other stuff. With respect to IP tables, we really only care about the header. We don't care about the data in the packet. Uh, FYI, in case this ever comes up on Jeopardy, an IP ta- an IP packet is also called a datagram, and a TCP packet is called a segment. I don't know why. That's just what I'm told. When discussing anything as important as this, one kind of wants to know where it came from. To the best of my knowledge, and I'm probably incorrect, probably incorrect, IP tables was influenced by the IPFW command or functionality in the uh, BFDs. Oh, I'm sorry, the BSDs. The forerunner of the IP tables command in the Linux kernel came in came as IPFWADM in Linux kernel version 2.0 and to the best of my knowledge that was released on 9 June 1996. The successor of IPFWADM was IPChains came out in Linux kernel version 2.2. It was written by the holy and sacred Rusty Russell, and that version of the kernel came out, to the best of my knowledge, on 26 January 1999. IP tables, which is our current uh, method of screwing with packets within the kernel, was released with kernel version 2.4. It was written by the holy and sacred Rusty Russell, the NetFilter core team, and a bunch of other people. And, to the best of my knowledge, it was released on 4 January 2001. I hear rumor, or I read rumor, that the successor of IP tables, which is, I guess, going to be called NF tables, is currently in development, and the NetFilter guys want to uh, plop that in some future version of the kernel. Apparently, it'll be better than IP tables, in much the same way that IP tables is better than IP chains. So, who wrote the code anyway? Well... First off, it was written by the NetFilter core team, which consisted of 
or consists of a small group of individuals, each of which making large contributions. The core group developing IP tables and NetFilter are the holy and sacred Rusty Russell. Oh my god. Yosef Kadlekzik. I'm sorry, he's probably going to hunt me down and kill me. I've mispronounced his name badly. Mark Bosher, James Morris, and Harold Welty. That's the core group that's developing IP tables and, and NetFilter. And the uh, NetFilter core team, they control the main IP tables tree, as they should, because it's theirs. Also, the code was the, IP, the code for IP tables was also written by anybody who had the time and the will to contribute to it, and I'm also assuming the talent to contribute to the project. Now, what in the world is IP tables? IP tables is, among other things, an IP filter. IP standing for Internet Protocol. That's just a set of standards which stuff is sent over the Internet. It's used to filter tables. Oh, sorry. IP tables is used to filter packets based on the headers of the packets. IP tables is the command that is used to enter a rule for packet filtering. I've mentioned NetFilter once or twice. What is NetFilter? NetFilter is the name of the project that has... Um, that has written some of the code for the um, Linux kernel that deals with um, the kernel-level IP stack. The NetFilter project provides a set of hooks into the kernel-level IP stack. That is, it's some stuff that's in the kernel that allows some outside user land programs to access, directly or indirectly access, kernel functionality. In this particular case, NetFilter's the NetFilter deals with the functionality that messes with the kernel-level IP stack, or that uses the kernel-level IP stack to mess with packets, shall we say. Now, to continue, IP tables, its IP filtering, does full matching on the packet headers for the IP protocol, the TCP protocol, the UDP protocol, and the ICMP protocol. A uh, quick tangent here. The IP protocol. IP stands for Internet Protocol. So IP protocol stands for Internet Protocol Protocol. It's a uh, standard set of protocols for communicating data across uh, packet-switched networks, such as the Internet. Um, the IP protocol deals with each individual jump from computer to computer, from node to node, across the internet. TCP stands for Transmission Control Protocol. So TCP protocol stands for Transmission Control Protocol Protocol. TCP is the brother of the internet protocol. TCP protocol is only concerned with the starting point and the ending point of the uh, transmission of data across a packet switch network. So whereas TCP is only concerned about starting point and ending point, IP is the protocol that controls each individual jump along the way. TCP and IP, they're a set of um, handshake, a communication protocol with handshaking. That is, there is a definite stream of communication flowing both ways between the source and the destination. Now, UDP, which stands for User Datagram Protocol, 
that is only concerned with sending a packet of data without doing any handshaking of any sort along the way. Thus, UDP just bars out a packet and hope it gets there. No trans no 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 handshaking between the source and uh, destination. Now, ICMP, which stands for Internet Control Message Protocol, deals primarily with sending messages between computers over the internet. For example, error messages, pings, trace routes, uh, stuff like that is what ICMP deals with. So it's more computer-to-computer -computer type data that's being sent, messages between computers that's being sent, rather than something more important like uh, music and pornography. IP tables provides lesser matching on other types of packet headers, like, um, oh, I don't know, FTP to, to list the most messed up complicated set of packet headers I can think of. Um, as a slight tangent before I go any further, the term IP tables is or can be somewhat vague. IP tables can refer to two different or to two related things. IP tables can refer to the modules or the functionality within a Linux kernel that allows, um, that accesses the netfilter xtables functionality that allows it to, uh, or that lets the uh, kernel level IP stack mess with packets. IP tables can also refer to the user land tools that communicate with the, uh, the kernel through the netfilter hooks to allow it to um, mess with the packets. That is, IP tables can mean, when I say IP tables, I can mean the stuff, that the modules, the stuff that's inside the kernel. And I could also be referring to the user land tool that lets me write rules for the uh, kernel level IP stack. Now, to continue again, an IP tables filtering rule contains the following three items. An insertion point, a match, and a target. An insertion point basically says, where does this rule get plugged in with respect to my other rules? Match means the stuff I'm looking for. And the target is what I'm going to do once I find what I'm looking for. That simple. So an IP tables filtering rule tells, uh, contains three sets of parameters. Where is it going? What am I looking for? And what do I do when I find it? One of the strengths one of the many strengths of IP tables is stateful firewalling. Uh, the definition of stateful firewalling, or a definition of stateful firewalling, which I believe I stole from the Wikipedia entry, stateful firewalling keeps track of the state of network connections traveling across the firewall. The firewall is programmed, programmed to distinguish bleh, the firewall is programmed to distinguish legitimate packets for different types of connections, and only packets matching a known connection state will be allowed by the firewall. Others will be rejected. So, what does this mean in English? Stateful firewalling is a quality of a firewall that remembers the state of the network connection that go through the firewall. and the firewall is able to distinguish good packets from bad packets based, um, based on the, the types of connections. And only the packets that match something I know about 
are going to be allowed by the firewall. If a packet comes through, and I don't know what the firewall doesn't know what in the world it's coming from, what kind of connection it is, it's going to kill it with extreme prejudice or reject it. Now, IP tables allows full state matching on TCP packets, UDP packets, and ICPM pack ICMP packets. Other protocols, IP tables is going to is going to require the use of a generic connection tracking module from that filter. And the generic connection tracking module is less specific. You can write your own connection tracking modules, by the way. And there are just some protocols that are, well, to put it mildly, complicated, such as FTP, um, NTOC, I think IRC packets are kind of messed up too. And these require some additional um, modules in which to, or patches to uh, deal with them properly for IP tables. Now, with respect to stateful firewalling of IP tables, IP tables recognizes four uh, states of um, packets. It recognizes, or let's say, let's say, I say packet, let's say connections. It recognizes new connections, established connections, related connections, and invalid connections. A new connection is essentially a new connection. It also includes non-SYN TCP packets. Trivia here. A TCP packet contains a flag called a SYN, S-Y-N. And if this SYN flag, it's, it's, a, it's either on or it's off. If the SYN flag is set, that means, hey, ain't no data here. Data's coming with the next packet. If the SYN flag is not set, it says, hey, data's coming with this packet. Also, established connections. An established connection is a connection that is already passing traffic in um, both directions. A related connection is a connection or packet that is related in some way to an existing ex established connection. For example, ICPM errors, um, FTP data, that is FTP first makes a connection. That's one connection on one port and then the actual data for the FTP comes through another connection that is related to the first connection. An invalid connection is it's actually a, a non-state. Invalid packet or connection is just bogus. Contains errors, um, things you're not expecting. For example, if a connection sends, uh, if a connection, a normal connection is supposed to send uh, a signal to the recipient saying, "Hey, I'm done." And then a recipient sends it back saying, yep, okay. Well, if a connection gets a yep, okay, without having said, oh, I'm done, well, there's a problem. And that's an invalid packet. IP tables can also be used for NAT. NAT stands for Network Address Translation. This essentially requires or means that the kernel IP stack is mangling the source or destination addresses of the packets on a connection. Now, unfortunately, with IPv4 network address translation, which I'll I'll explain a little bit more, is um, it's a it's a near necessity. It also kind of breaks the internet, but it's 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 a lesser of the two evils. Now IPv6, which we should all be using by now, but we aren't, um, has no provisions for uh, NAT network ad network address translation. That's because at its heart and soul, NAT is kludge that we shouldn't be using anyway, but it's a necessity in IPv4 and we just have to deal with it. 
So what good is NAT or what does NAT do? Well, network address translation allows a local area network, that is, my computer's here sitting in, in this room, to look as if, to look to the internet as if they were but a single IP address. And it also allows me to create several servers, for example, with a single IP address. Let me explain. I got here, I got a router here, um, staring at it. Uh, my ISP calls it a modem, but it's a router. And as far as the internet knows, there's one computer out here at my place. It's the router. As far as the router knows, there's five computers here and one internet connection. So with respect to the internet, there is one computer here, but with respect to reality, by way of the router and the network network address translation stuff within the router, um, there's actually five computers, and this allows all five computers to hook up to diff the internet at the same time and go to different places. So my wife can look at crap on YouTube while I go browsing porn, or what have you. IP tables, mangles, packets. To be more accurate, we're just we are rewriting or we have the functionality to rewrite the non-data portions of the packets. That is, IP tables tells the kernel to rewrite um, packet headers for our, own, for our own evil purposes. Some examples for those people who are geek, you know, who know and who know network stuff. IP tables can let me strip out all IP options, change TOS values, change TTL values, strip ECN values, uh, do all kinds of nonsense like that. However, um, we need to also discuss what IP tables is not, and let me go yell at my cat. Sorry about that. My cat isn't really interested in me unless I'm doing something else. Then the cat needs to um, pay attention to me and demand attention. Ah. That's the way cats are. Okay, what IP tables is not? IP tables is not a proxy solution. It's a common misconception, unfortunately. IP tables, filters, and mangles, packet headers. If you want to, if you want some sort of proxy solution, Squid sounds like a good idea. Also, IP tables is not a packet data filtering solution. Yet another common misconception. If you want to uh, filter data packets, uh, the actual data on the packets, you should use Squid, Snort, Squid and Snort. Better option. IP tables is not a complete firewall. It's lacking in several features that uh, should always reside in uh, user space, not in kernel space. Um, a good NID and IDS like Snort You'd need, you'd need a good NIDS like Snort, for example, and you need a good filtering proxy solution, filtering the data packets like Squid. So while IP, IP tables is a portion, or it allow, allows a functionality for a portion of, the firewall, of a firewall, it needs other tools to um, compose, a, to make a complete firewall. IP tables does what it does, and it does it damn well, and it doesn't do anything else, and that's the way stuff should be. So, what actually is up with IP tables? As I've said a few times, IP tables is a framework for filtering connections based on packet headers. It is also a framework for accounting, that is, it keeps track of the network data in terms of how many packets have been through and how much uh, data has gone through the uh, IP tables or the kernel, shall we say. It is a simple way to do network address translation. 
and it's got the ability to mangle packet headers. Now, anybody that's had any brief exposure to any exposure to IP tables is going to run across the term table and chain. Like like myself at first, I was confused. Like, what in the world are we talking about this table and chain stuff? I'm so confused. I'm not going to even deal with it. I'm just going to go do something else. Um, a table is a logical construct that delineates broad categories of functionality. Oh, can I say that in English? A table is a way of grouping types of functionality. I'll get into what the tables are in a little while. So a table is a layer of abstraction. It lets us uh, better uh, organize um, the way we make rules by breaking up the different types of uh, things we're doing with IP tables into uh, four broad categories. Uh-oh. I think four categories. We'll get to that presently. A chain is a collection of rules that are sequentially compared against the packet headers that share a common characteristic with respect to the table. That is, each table has got one or more chains in it, and the chains are based, they're just sets of rules that are gone through sequentially in order. And they all share a common characteristic, being that they're all, all the things on the chain are part of, or they fall under, the jurisdiction of a table. When we're talking about chains, anyone, anybody that's got any uh, experience in programming, think linked list. I cannot discuss chains without the, the, without the image of a linked list jumping to mind. If you think linked list, and uh, with if you if you're thinking about chains, you can just think of a linked list, and that's pretty accurate as far as I can as far as I'm I'm concerned. Now, IP tables has three basic tables or categories of functionality. Uh, the filter table, which is the default table. The NAT table, the network for network ad address translation functionality, and the mangle table, which is for um, mangling packet headers. Now, each table contains, as I think I said earlier, one or more chains. There are several predefined chains. We can actually uh, define or create user defined chains or specify user defined chains and our uh, predefined chains may then be called through any user-defined chains that we may create. Let us discuss the filter table. It's used for filtering. It contains three chains, or three default chains, or three predefined chains. The input chain, the output chain, and the forward chain. The input chain deals with all the stuff connections that originate outside the computer and whose destination is inside the computer or the computer. The output chain deals with all the connections from the computer to outside the computer. And the forward chain deals with stuff that ain't going in the computer. It deals with stuff that originates from outside the computer and its destination is outside the computer. It's just packets or it's a connection that's traveling through and not stopping. Now the filter table is used for filtering. We ain't going to use a filter table to define any rules for network X. Did that network address translation or mangling? We're just using it for filtering. The NAT table network address. It's used for network address translation, of course. Only the first packet of a connection 
hits this table. We only run a rule set for the first packet, the, the very head of the connection. The subsequent uh, packets in the connection, we're going to have that. We're going to do the same thing to all the subsequent ones that we do to the um, the first one. And it's just redirecting stuff. It contains three chains: the pre-routing chain, the post-routing post-routing chain, and the output chain. The pre-routing chain is dealing with the stuff before we actually make a decision as to what to do with it. The post-routing chain deals with what are we going to do with the stuff once we've made a decision about what to do with it, but before it's actually sent on its way. And the output chain deals with where, or where does it go? It deals with the stuff that is going to a destination outside the computer. The mangle table is used, of course, for mangling packets and only mangling packets. As with the NAT chain, only the first packet in a connection uh, hits this table. Any decision the kernel makes for the head packet, for the first packet in a connection, is um, has the same action taken taken for the uh, rest of the um, the connection. It contains five chains: the pre-routing chain, the post-routing chain, the output chain, the input chain, and the forward chain. Now, I'm not going to get into talking about any IP tables rules. Uh, that's all command line stuff. And, well, me talking about command line stuff, me talking about actual command lines is going to just be probably, probably be boring as hell. I will, however, discuss briefly, or at least in general terms, the basic IP tables syntax. Generally, you're going to see the IP tables command followed by Oh, let me see. Let me look at this. One, two, three, four, five. Up to five sets of parameters. I'm not saying it's going to have five parameters. It's going to have five sets of parameters. Up to five sets of parameters. And the general command is um, IP tables and then a set of parameters dealing with which table you're messing with. An actual command. Command options. Uh, a set of parameters dealing with the match we're looking for and a set of parameters dealing with the targets. Uh, the tables, if we don't list a table thing, it's usually followed by a, it's followed by a dash T. If there's not a dash T with a table following it, it's the default table, the filter table. We can only specify three tables. The filter table, the NAT table, and the mangle table. The command, the, uh, the set of parameters following the table designation, if any, essentially, are we inserting, adding, or deleting a rule? Are we appending a rule to the end? Are we plopping it in the middle? Are we replacing a rule, deleting a rule, listing the rules, or what have you? The command line option, the, the options to the command portion, depends on the command. Of course, the most common one you know has got to be there is verbose. Every command line, every command line application has got to have, in my opinion, has got to have a verbose option so I can have all kinds of information that I could just not do anything with. The next, the next set of data on the IP tables command is the match. Essentially, it's a list of stuff, and we're telling the kernel what kind of packets we're looking for. These can get complicated or not. And the final set of information on an IP tables command are the targets. We're telling the kernel what to do with the packets. That's about it for the IP tables the general basic IP table syntax. Now, some of the commands, when I mentioned commands, I, the command portion of the parameters, we can append 
uh, we can append a rule to the uh, to a chain. We can delete a rule. We can delete a rule in two different ways. We can delete it by saying, "Hey, delete this exact rule I'm giving you," or we can delete it by number. We could say, "Hey, delete this number rule." We can replace a rule. We can say, "Hey, and we have to list by number." We say, "Hey, replace rule number three with this." We can insert a rule. By default, we insert at the very front of the list. Or we can insert, um, if we specify what rule we're inserting, we can say, hey, insert this at number two. Now, if I insert something at number two, that pushes number two and everything after that down. So if I got, let's say I got three rules in a chain, column A, B, and C, and I want to insert rule X at position two. After I insert rule X at position two, my rules are going to be A, X, B, and C. I can also zero out the accounting that uh, IP tables does. That is to say, IP tables keeps track of the number of packets and the volume of data in the packets by table and by chain. And I can zero out this accounting for a particular table, for a particular chain, or for the whole damn shooting match. Policy is a default rule for a particular table and a particular chain. We can match IP table. This is just a brief overview. There's a lot more matches I'm going to list here. But we can match by protocol. UDP, TCP, IC, MP, etc. We can also match all protocols. We can match by destination IP port. Oh, I'm sorry. We can, we can match by destination IP address. We can match by source IP address. We can match by destination port. We can match by source port. We can match on the incoming and outgoing interface. ETH0, ETH1, whatever. WLAN0. We can match on saying, hey, anything that comes through an Ethernet interface. Any Ethernet interface on this computer. We can match on, say, anything that comes through any wireless interface on this computer. We can match on that. Targets. Several targets. Once we find a match, we can... Uh, we have to tell a kernel what to do with it. If we Several of the targets are accept, saying, hey, the packet's okay. Hey, this streamer connection's okay. Let it in. Let it have its way. We can drop a packet. We can just drop it. Don't say anything to anybody. Just boop, throw it away. We can reject it. That's dropping a packet and then sending a neener neener back to the, uh, the uh, source. I can list the rules. I can say, hey, list the entire... I can say, list everything you got. I can say list everything in this table. I can say list it, list everything in this chain. I can say tell me all the rules you got in the input chain of the mangle table, etc. I can also uh, flush the rule set. I can say hey, delete this chain on this table. Can, for example, hey, delete the input chain from the filter table, and that's gonna just. Um, delete the input chain. I can say delete the uh, delete all the rules on the uh, mangle table. This could be a problem. This could this could bite you in the butt if you're not careful because suppose I uh, happen to flush a chain, it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to delete the or flush the uh, policy. And if my policy is to drop everything and I'm happy to be doing this on a remote connection, hmm I might have trouble getting the machine again to uh, make any changes if I decide that was a mistake. More about that later. Um, if you want to mess around with IP tables may, without actually going into any rule sets, you need to have a 
pretty good idea of what exactly you want to do with the rule set. You want to know what to do. You want to know what you want to let in ahead of time. You want to know what you want to let out to the internet. You want to. You want to. You want to have some idea. You want to write stuff down, or at least make a few notes. Be aware of what your uh, your 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 interfaces are. ETH zero, what have you. Be aware of what your IP addresses are. Be aware of what your IP addresses are on your LAN, and be aware of your IP addresses on the uh, the internet. Be very careful about that. Also, now I know this is something in Debian. I don't know if it is in any of the other distributions, but by default, Debian does not the Debian kernel, shall we say, does not allow you to do NAT um, routing. You need to um, take a look at slash proc slash sys slash net slash ipv4 slash ip underscore forward. There is by default a zero in there saying we ain't doing any IP forwarding. You need to put a one in there. So you need to echo one and redirect it to slash proc slash sys slash net slash ipv4 slash ip underscore forward. That will allow that'll tell the kernel, yeah, we're allowing to do we're allowing you to do net forwarding type stuff. That is the thing that I forget to do a lot. So um be aware of this. I don't know how any other distributions um, do this, but Debian does. But then again, why use anything other than Debian? Okay, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this uh, podcast up. We need some. We need to discuss non-rules commands. Non-rules IP tables commands. Now, please note, and I should have said this at the beginning. IP tables deals with IPv4. If you want to deal with IPv6, as you should, as we all should be, but we're not. We need to use the IP6 tables. It's spelled IP, the number 6, T-A-B-L-E-S, and that's for uh, essentially doing the same stuff with IP tables, except there ain't no NAD stuff, I guess. I don't know. IP tables dash save. It's, it's one word, IP tables save. I-P-T-A-B-L-E-S dash save. IP tables save is generally used to dump the output through redirection to a file. Um, to allow you to restore it later on. So, IP table save, uh, you just kind of redirect it, greater than some file name, and it dumps your whole rule set in a file that you can look at and whatnot. And you can use the IP tables restore, I-P-T-A-B-L-E-S-R-E-S-T-O-R-E, to... Um, essentially load in uh, that, that entire uh, rule set so you don't have to type it out by hand every time you boot up. Now, the most important command here, I believe, is IP tables apply. One word, there's a dash between them. I-P-T-A-B-L-E-S dash A-P-P-L-Y. IP tables apply takes an optional, optional parameter of a timeout, and I can't recall what the default timeout is, and a necessary requirement or necessary parameter of a rule set file like generated by IP tables save. What IP tables apply does is it will apply the new rule set and then ask you, hey, is this okay? If you do not respond within the timeout time, it will revert back to the old rule set. This will save you the horrible embarrassment of being locked out of your computer, uh, locked out of the remote computer and having to trudge into the actual server and set things right. IP tables apply is a lifesaver. Oh, one thing I should mention. IP messing with IP tables is 
kind of dangerous, shall we say, because you could inadvertently leave your, the lesser danger, you could inadvertently leave your system open, wide open for anyone to have their way with it. Or, especially if you're on a remote connection, you can lock yourself out of the computer. Uh, one other danger, if you're married, for example, is you can set up your IP tables, rule set, and you could neglect to allow access to certain ports or what have you and have your wife or significant other nag you, nag you, nag you, nag you, nag you that they can't access something on the internet and it's your fault and how dare you mess with the computer. Well, be, be careful of that too. Now, IP tables is, of course, a command line fun- uh, application. There are some GUI appli- applications that use IP tables as a back end or Say it another way, there are some GUI front ends to IP tables. Just a minor commentary on command line tools versus uh, the GUI front ends. I like command line tools better. If we designed a GUI front end, a graphical user interface front end to, say, IP tables that handled every single functionality and every detail that you could possibly do through IP tables, the thing would look like the cockpit. The GUI would look like the cockpit of a 747. There would be dials and knobs and buttons and slides and lit menus and stuff all over the place and it would drive you crazy. But there are some GUI tools out there that are pretty good. They're good enough for what you want to, for generally good enough for your basic um, running IP tables functionality. Um, the fir- listed alphabetically, I'm going to mention Firestarter. It's not been developed in a while. Um, I'm going to, but it's still there. It's available in a Debian uh, repository, so it's there. FW Builder, that's an old, that's a, that's a GUI front end for IP tables. A guard dog, guide dog, K my firewall, letter K, uh, spelled K M Y F I R E W A L L. Hey, I bet it's a KDE app. Um, K net filter, spelling K N E T F I L T E R. Hey, but that's a KDE app too. The GUI front ends, uh, I, in my own opinion, I think GuardDog is probably the uh, best one to start off with if you're not already using it. Um, as a suggestion, if you want to muck around with IP tables, use a GUI thing, build your rule set, and then look at it. And, um, look at, and then look at the, uh, the, the um, configuration file it saves for the, IP, for, the, um, for the firewall. And that will be more or less in the format that the uh, IP tables save file generates and you could use that as a jumping off place to go uh, to um, a jumping off place to messing with IP tables on the command line other resources uh, there's three damn good ones out there in order of least useful to most useful there's netfilter.org yep these are the guys that made IP tables uh, their documentation is pretty it's damn good it's it's full documentation I mean it's all there but um, in terms of finding stuff and coolness and, and finding cool things out there for, you know, cool things to do with IP tables. It's pretty damn good. And it still gets 10 stars on my list, but there's there's, there's better resources out there. You can go over to frozentux.net. Go to uh, iptables-tutorial.frozentux.net slash iptables-tutorial.html. That'll, um... That's a pretty damn good set of uh, IP tables. To, that's a pretty good IP tables tutorial. And for your general IP tables stuff, you're going to go over to lartc.org. L-A-R-T-C dot org. Got to head on over there. That's 
that's in, in terms of usefulness, coolness, and uh, best resources available, I'd go uh, go there. Well, in conclusion, I'd like to thank donuts, coffee, and ramen noodles because that's what gives me energy. And well, this is that is my hacker public radio episode. Hopefully, it didn't suck too much. And oh my God, it's almost 50 minutes long. Well, again, this is Kevin Banco. This is my second. Hacker Public Radio podcast, and let's see if I can bang up another, bang another one together in less than three months, and I will try to make it less than an hour long. Thank you, everybody. Have a swell day. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net, so head on over to C A R O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O O